welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, in 2017 with a new haircut, Jerry Springer. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes, at 8.30 this morning, I had a haircut on the way to the show. Um, on the way to the show, like in the limousine or something? <laughs> sure. He has people come My to people him. My people take me there, and then we go in. And But here's the good news about the haircut is the young woman who did the shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. We're sorry, whoever you Her are, Her name is Allie, and she listens to the podcast. Whoa. How and much do you pay her to listen? She, well, no. See, that's it. That's not anyone I ever told that I do a podcast to. Yeah. She was saying, this is strange, but I was listening. Do you have a podcast? Is that you? No kidding. Yes. That's nice. So up to four. Up to four. <laughs> hey, by the way. Six we, with mom and dad. Yes. <laughs> we have anyway, yes. Uh, Maul Crow and the Lady Slippers are coming up to yeah. play some music. <laughs> Can't wait to hear you guys again. And Jerry... We're going to get you to talk about what's going on with the Russians. Mm. That's kind of some weird stuff's happening. Hey, before we do that, I wanted to tell you, and Megan, you know we have on the website this uh, survey, this mm-hmm. poll. Would you like to see this picture? And, you know, it's just a headshot of Jerry. It's a shoulder, head and shoulders, mm-hmm. we call it. And he's in. I, I, I got the picture. It came from a family vacation. His family, my family, our spouses, our young oh. children. It was weird because Megan had a family vacation with children at Hilton Head Island. Jerry's in a speedo. Yeah, well, that makes no, sense. That's no, that's no, 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 I think so. Anyway, and Ew. I have this picture. Ew. I know. Oh, <laughs> and I cropped it. It's cropped. You're just like my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. I cropped it. Yeah. And is, well, the survey is, would you like to see it? And one question is, hell yes. And the response, yeah, there is, for the love of God, no. See what? The full picture. The rest oh. of the picture. Because <laughs> I cropped it just the top part. Yes. And uh, I would just want to report, 88% of America says, show okay, the picture. Let's be very, very clear. 80, 88% of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> right. well, let's not Which confuse is a that sliver with America. Which America. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. About 330 million people yeah. in America? Right, right. Yeah. So, well, we have, a, our ratings are about the same as Fox News, about, so. I'm a, it's a family vacation, and I was, what was that when I was doing was Yeah, that you, you, were you were doing a bodybuilding pose. You, yeah. were, you were doing all, you know, it was we would like to pump you up kind of thing. Yeah, I, I was... Yeah, well, Anthony Weiner was there. <laughs> oh, my God. So he had to show up. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, by the way, Testing. corporate, corporate oh, is no. back on me again. <laughs> this time, I got both emails and calls. They start with emails, and they demand a meeting. So I had this meeting, and it's about, in apparently the last episode, there were like 40 F-bombs dropped. All coming from your sweet no, mouth. No, I don't Mr. remember Galvin. that. And I know they it didn't said come to from me. me well, that's what I told them it did because they were well, asking. We, we got phone calls from Mike Mothers who were taking their kids to the mall in the minivan. They're listening to the podcast. All of a sudden, they had, you know, and I'm going to use the word freak for the F bomb, you know, mm-hmm. freak this, mother freak or this, mother freak or that. And, and I said that I would talk to you. And that going forward, this would stop. So I appeal to you do not cuss anymore. Yeah, okay. So let's be very, very clear. And, our friend David over here could replay everything, and it all came out of oh, your mouth, I don't sir. Think you need to do that. 
There's no oh, reason okay. didn't look Actually, I do remember that now that I think. I have trouble remembering things, but that's right. Yeah. It was you. You did curse a lot. That was, that was the night of her Christmas party, in fact. Oh. The night before the Christmas party was f Wasn't F-bomb, that F-bomb. a drunken debauchery party? Party? Yes. <laughs> that everyone was gone by like 10? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who wasn't wearing Speedos today? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all had real jobs. You, uh, are, you do Elvis. You you replace Elvis I never because did you Elvis. were an Elvis oh, fan. You mean, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you did a thing that's on um, TMZ? BuzzFeed TMZ. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do there in Texas? Tell us about it, and then would you perform it for us? Because if you're going to do it for TMZ, do it on your own podcast. Oh, let him go to TMZ. No, no. I, well, yeah. <laughs> for the last five years, uh, you know, I normally travel around the country to the affiliates that carry our show, which is your TV show for the TV show. And I go there once a year to do promotion, cut some commercials, meet with the sponsors, you know, that's the business. And, but Dallas, I always, which is a major market, obviously. Um, I do that in January because every year this, this bar there or nightclub has an Elvis night on, on the, his birthday, January 8th, he would have been 82, they have a uh, a big Elvis party. Okay. And I happen to have been in town five years ago doing the promotion, and they talked about that and invited me there, and I said, well, you know, I'm that's my generation. I grew up with Elvis. We all wanted to be Elvis. And they said, well, do you know any of his songs? This on the morning radio show. So I started singing a little bit Elvis as a joke. They said, you got to come tonight. Oh, and man. now every year I... Go into this bar. They have big signs, Jerry, to sing Elvis tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk into the place. I mean, the place, it goes crazy. Now, you might think, well, wait a second. How am I going to sound like Elvis? And I remind the audience that I am Elvis at 73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? A lot of people can do him at 26 when yeah. he was 28. Yeah. But how do you know what he sounded like at seventy? If he lived to seventy-three, exactly like this. I think we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out because mm-hmm. I think you need to do on your own podcast what you just did the other night at that right. bar. Yeah. And I think Gene Galvin needs better. You, we don't have any background. music. Oh, we got background music. You what? Casey, Casey Campbell. All of you should be. You got caged. your guitar. This is not going to be good. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Thank you. I do it, do it. Do it, acapella. Ho! Oh, oh, no! Ho! My notes, there goes right Oh, my God, head. wait a second. This is serious. That's the whole point. Hey, hey, we, need help. Russia. we need help. We need help. Russia. No, hey, help, help. We need a writer. Seriously, oh, we need some napkins. That's, no, we're fine. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we can't. Uh, Jerry just okay. knocked a coffee And this is my over. notes. For the so whole last night podcast. at the hotel. And, and what hit? <laughs> and I now wrote my notes all over down. his notes. Wait, you don't have the pad? That, and my glasses, too. Are these the good ones? Those are the reading glasses. Oh, are you right. there? Can <laughs> I hear you? <laughs> love me tender. Love me true. Never let me go. Oh, my darling, I love you, and I always will. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And that hair is a whole thing, too. And that was worth spilling. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, the show's called Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fuller. Well, that was the Tom Fuller part. Can yeah. we fix that hair again there, yeah. Jerry? Yeah, That's pretty bad. I have a quick old people story. This is... It's not going to be is, quick. No. It, yeah, because I can't... But this actually happened to us, and it, it, it reminded Mickey and me that we're getting old. Yeah. Okay? So it's over the holidays. It's 4 o'clock in the... We're asleep. It's four o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, we hear like an alarm going. Wow. So we're reaching for our phones, and my phone doesn't have an alarm. It's a flip phone. So, uh, you know, it's not the phones, and it's not the, uh, there are no clocks going off. And then we think, oh, my gosh, could this be like an amber alert or tornado? You know, in Florida, it could be that. And then we can't find where it is. And it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm stumbling around. Can't you turn that off? I said, well, I don't know what it is. I'm going in the bathroom. My toothbrush, the electric <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> and it, it's on. It's going. <laughs> so I said, what the? And then I hit the button to turn it off. It won't turn off. <laughs> you try. It won't. And anything, I'm hitting this. She says, turn it off. I said, I can't. So she gets out of bed. And she's, where are we are? Two old people trying to turn off the thing. I thought that was going to be like a gene joke is what no, I was waiting for. this is a true story. Now, Richard, you know, he's staying, our grandson, he's staying down. And we don't want to wake him up. You wake up, uh, you know, an eight-year-old at four in the morning. Yeah. He doesn't go back to sleep. So we're trying to, so I, I'm, I'm saying, well, let's, put it in the drawer, you know, <laughs> and, and stifle it, or put it under the towels. Mickey said, it'll start a fire. <laughs> well, what about if I dump it in the sink? You'll electrocute yourself. <laughs> it's going on and on. Wow. So I, so she says, just throw it out the window. Then the neighbors will let the police here. How do you? So she has a, you know, an iPhone. And she says, let's Google, how do you turn off, I'm not making this up, you can find it yourself, how do you turn off <laughs> an, a, electric, an electric toothbrush? And there is this guy, I think from the Czech Republic, there's <laughs> yeah. a, on YouTube, there's a video of this guy explaining how, because there's no obvious place to get the batteries out. And I am now taking a, uh, a hammer <laughs> and smashing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> And it, honestly, it took 20 minutes, and we finally got the thing that off. Is, I really, truly thought hilarious. that was a setup to a Gene Galvin yeah. joke, it and I was going to be so mad. It is an absolutely <laughs> true story. I did not embellish it. It was unbelievable. And we said, <laughs> and we said, we can't tell anybody. And then I said, podcast. Except for we have to tell everybody. <laughs> tell Don't everybody. you dare. Keep well, it you fresh, know, Chair. Keep it keep fresh. It fresh. makes me think. The other day, I was uh, sitting out on the porch <laughs> of my... Of my <laughs> I double dog dare you yeah. to get through this. I was right sitting now. out on the porch yeah. of my single wide where I live yeah. on our porch. Yeah, I've and I had now. my um, my nephew was there, Billy. <laughs> and Megan, you know how Jerry's always making fun of you and me because we're Kentuckians, sure, and we sure. talk a little differently. We have a little sure bit do. Of slang and stuff. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah, you're from the New Yorker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a real Kentucky. <laughs> so <laughs> my brother, yeah. My brother was over there for the afternoon. He's real city-fied. My brother was... Jerry. Oh, he's, Jerry. he's as urban as he's you urban, get. He's urban, man. <laughs> he's urban. And my, my nephew, Billy, said, I, I think it might hail this afternoon. And I said, yep. And, and then we sat around, and we don't talk much, just sort of looking at the cars going by. And then my, my nephew, Billy, said, oh, my God, he said... He said... <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think... Can't kind of lay down, get the hell out of here, and he left. 
And my brother said to me, how do you, how do you understand what he's talking about? I said, what, 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 do you, what do you mean? And he says, well, he used hell and hail. Yeah. It's the same word. And I said, well, can't you spell? One spelled H-E-L-L and the other is H-I-L. Educator for 45 years, ladies and gentlemen. Former teacher. Anyway. That's pretty much it. Where's this going? <laughs> you know what, though, Gene, I have, I have to give you some credit. It's better than some of the other ones you told. Know. <laughs> you know what? Because you, you want know what, Megan? What's there. that, Gene? I get these off the internet. Why? Don't blame me. <laughs> blame Al Gore or something. I mean, I mean you know. he started the stupid internet. Yeah. It's his fault. No, so. Hey, uh, this one I do know about Melania Trump. Called again and left oh, a really? message. God love her. How was oh, her New Year? Yeah. Can't wait well, to hear about it. And I normally don't listen to these before. Right. And David told me in a phone call the other day. It was better David, than Mariah Carey's. Yeah. Oh, I sweet think so. Jesus. Although I saw many memes that said that was not the, what was it? It's not the uh, performance she expected, but it was the performance oh, Jesus, that 2016 like deserved yeah. as Gene yeah. drops his water. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but uh, David told me. Now we got this all cleaned up. It's no, like you know what? This it's all over this. There goes there Russia. Oh. <laughs> hey, but uh, do you know that uh, Melania Trump has been getting publicity, which is very positive. Oh. That she is way super smart, super smart, yeah. much smarter than a lot of people might give her credit for. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, she left this message, and I actually listened to this one, and this is pretty interesting. This is Melania Trump, David. Hello, Jerry. This is Melania. The news reports lately say that I have very high IQ, and this is all very true. For example, I know that Avogadro's number is 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. I know that Boyle's law states that at standard temperature and pressure, the pressure is always inversely proportional to the volume. And I know that this is the only character to undergo any change in death of salesmen, and hence its protagonist. But what I do not know is why my Donald gets out of my bed three, four times a night just to go play on Twitter. He says stupid things that our house staff is snickering at all next day. Anyway, Jerry, I love you and I love your show. Please do not play this on your podcast. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> do not play this on your podcast. Yeah. Last, last no, words. I just played it over there. <laughs> <laughs> but she is super smart. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. It, Avogadro's number. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Knows the protagonist, yeah. uh, what makes Death this. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I the think. only one that did not understand. So uh, I think that, you, you know, you guys should stop ripping her and let's give her the Gene Galvin, one of these days. Yeah. One of these Trump days, gets sir. up several times a night. Just to t- yeah. to Not to pee, but I to get, go yeah, on I get Twitter. up several yeah. times a night, too. But. Yeah, right. Yours is less hey. public, I guess. Sometimes. <laughs> January, January 21st. Yes. Women's March on Washington. Sure. And uh, I think it's going to be huge, and I think we should, first of all, give it attention mm. and ask people who would be interested to... Uh, you can go to womensmarch.com. Gloria Steinem and mm. another very, and Harry Belafonte and some other really notable uh, progressives are 
participating in this. Then they're happening all over the country in cities too. Yeah, Cincinnati has one. You know, Pittsburgh. It's Cleveland, interesting. A lot of the women that started that pantsuit nation, the yeah. underground kind of yep. uh, internet sensation um, that was for Hillary Clinton. They're they're organizing them all over the place. And I know I don't think I know that they have a hand in this, but they are doing ones in Cincinnati locally as well. Yeah. So it's it's it's. A pretty impressive yeah. movement. So it's yeah. something that we want our listeners to know about, participate sure. in. We're given some discussion as to whether we can go to either local ones or the national ones and I know yeah. Jerry's schedule because, uh, you know. That kind of stuff ha- has to be done and it has to now be done for the next four years on a continuing basis because it's the only defense we have to what will happen to our country if we don't do it. Because well, we're not in power right now. And if, if, if the people in power, that's not the majority of Americans, remember, they voted for Hillary. But by three the, million votes, yes, difference too. But the people that have the power now, right. uh, that's the only way we can stop them from doing horrible things to our country. So it has to come from the people. I mean, this is, this is a time, and not just for a few people showing up for a protest in terms of the whole population. But I mean, the whole nation, there ought to be stuff going on all year round, all communities for all kinds of causes. If we just sit back, I don't know if you heard the hearings today with the um, with Sessions, the new attorney general, you know, and some of the stuff they were talking about. I, I, I didn't know when he was uh, district attorney of uh, uh, in Alabama, you know, what they do, they have the polls there. And this isn't the joke about uh, dancing polls. This is serious where they take prisoners and they handcuff them to a pole outdoors in blazing heat for eight, nine hours. And, you know, and they put him in chain gangs there and all this stuff. Finally, the Supreme Court, while he was, you know, when he was attorney general, Supreme Court stepped in and said, this is a violation of the Constitution, cruel and unusual punishment. But you have to ask yourself, why did you have to wait for a court to realize that that's... Right. An, unhuman thing to do. I mean, that's what's going on with with a lot of these appointments. What's? Why don't we just have one rule in America? Be nice, you know? I mean, if that was your guiding principle, to be nice, if you think of every evil we have, whether it's the government, whether it's crime, whatever it is, if people would just think, if you're in a public office... It's not a nice thing to do. It's not a nice thing to do to cut out health care for uh, health insurance for 20 million people. What's wrong with these uh, politicians that are doing that? By the way, every single one of them has health insurance that we pay for. Right. Okay. Every congressman, every senator has health insurance that we pay for. And they have the nerve to think about cutting health insurance for its citizens, up to 20 million of them. We can't just take it. This is horrible what these people are doing. I'm getting off the subject. But anyway, you're talking about the, the Women's March um, the day after the inauguration. That's great. And there got to be a lot of things like that. you know. And it can't stop. It isn't the election's over. This is our country. We're not willing to admit that the country's over. So therefore, we have to be very active. If you've never been politically active before, now's the time to get politically active. And it can be pure this time because it's not just for political office. It's easy to get riled up when you've got a campaign going on because there's a competition, there's an end date, we're going to win, we're going to lose, whatever. It's, that gets you going. 
But if you really care about the country, the battle has to go on 365 days a year. Our country is under a threat right now, and I'll talk about that in a few moments. Yeah, in fact, I want to ask you about that, about this Russian situation, because it's quite a situation with a lot of things hanging off of it. Before I do, uh, what did the guy from Czechoslovakia on YouTube say you do to stop an out-of-control toothbrush, I electric really toothbrush? I really don't like you. Well, no, I, I'm left one. What do you do? Well, the brand we had... <laughs> There, apparently, you can twist something off at the very bottom, okay. but no human being... No, it's called the can, power source. That's yeah. Yeah. You just twist the bottom. That's, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's pretty pretty simple. No, we were trying everything. And the thing is, it was chipped away, so we couldn't even get a screwdriver that would get it. It is no easy way. So you're, and the reason they don't make it easy is because if it uh, fell into the water, which when you're brushing your teeth, it's possible it'll fall into the sink, whatever bathtub or whatever, so therefore they make it waterproof. Well, in making it waterproof, you can't get inside. So uh, it was horrible. I have yeah. to ask you a very you think serious you question. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you have more money than God, correct? correct. You, you could hire someone to just unscrew the bottom <laughs> yeah, of your toothbrush. Yeah, just get somebody to come over. <laughs> like, they this have is... been hired. <laughs> <laughs> Going and you forward. can't just hire one because the one has, <laughs> has vacations. Right. So, yeah. You got it. So you got to hire gonna two. What are you going to do on random Tuesday? Someone, what, yeah. What if my toothbrush doesn't turn off on the weekend? Here's a, here's a major, major thought, Jerry. And I don't know if you know about this, but I'm just going to let you know. They sell toothbrushes in regular grocery stores and even convenience stores that you just manually yes. use and that you don't do have it. any battery no. associated. Your I am to move my arm. Your own arm <laughs> to brush your Excuse own tooth. Excuse me. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. If it gets that bad in the zombie apocalypse, you'll know how to brush your teeth. So all these years of schooling, so that I now, after after all that, I still have to brush my own teeth. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. I have to. I'm sure. I, I do. Well, Gene probably yeah. well, doesn't. Gene, yeah. Yeah. Gene, when you, by the way, you got to clean the pool, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so what's going on with the Russians? Oh. And there's new stuff popping as we're recording yeah. this with Which CNN. Which makes it even more relevant, I think. Uh I'd like to start off just for a minute to, to say what's going on with Russia and how it is a serious threat to the United States and how it is part of an overall plan. Now, before we start thinking conspiracy theories, let's get a little bit of the history here. One of the things that distinguishes a democracy such as ours from countries like Russia and China, for example, authoritarian countries, one of the advantages they have is they can view issues long-term. They can have a long-term plan with how they're going to develop what they're going to do because in an authoritarian society, they don't have to worry about public opinion. One of the problems we have here in America, because we have free speech, because we have free elections, is that every politician, anyone that makes any kind of a decision, has to worry about the political implications and public opinion. Why do you think it's taken 50 years to try to get some kind of health insurance for all Americans? Because it was always a political price to pay if you raise people's taxes to do that. Every decision that is made in America, the politics get involved in it, and we see it. We see it with the gridlock. The dictatorial societies, they don't have to worry about that. So, 
Russia has never been a democracy. Russia has always had one plan for its survival. And that was, we talked a little bit about it a couple of weeks ago, and that is they are claustrophobic because Russia itself is landlocked. It can't go to the north because of the ice, and it has no access to waterways to the south or to the west. And the reason it can't get there is because there's always been Europe or Turkey or the Asian countries. So Russia is preoccupied before they had communism in the time of the czars. It's preoccupied with getting out, expanding. For a while, they thought communism was the way to expand. And the way they could expand west was after World War II, they would take the countries on the, on the western border, Poland, the Czech Republic, and then more Yugoslavia and uh, Romania, Bulgaria. They could take that whole area and turn it communist. And then that would give them access to the resources in those countries and also access um, to the sea. That is what Russia has always been trying to do. Well, obviously, communism failed. And then you had the Cold War. And you had the Cold War after the Second World War when we dropped the atom bomb. Russia could no longer think of expansion by getting rid of us. Russia needs to expand, and the problem with America has been we are in the way. Russia never wanted to take us over. There's no country in the world that's trying to dock in New York Harbor and then march across and take over America. That has never been a threat. Once we had nuclear weapons, we would never again be threatened because every country knows that if they tried nuclear bombs on us, we would wipe them out, the world will be over. It was called mutual assured destruction. So even when we had the Cuban Missile Crisis, it wasn't that Russia was going to attack us with missiles. They put missiles in Cuba because that was a bargaining chip that we would get rid of the missiles that we had in Turkey on their border. Remember? Russia just wants to expand where it is. It doesn't need anything we have here in America. It can get all the resources it needs in its own land, in the surrounding countries, in Europe, and get access to the sea. So Russia isn't trying to take us over. What Russia needs is us out of the way. That's why we are the enemy to Russia, because we are the only entity that can prop up NATO prop up Europe, prop up Turkey, and make sure that Russia can't expand. So, how do you get America then? Missiles are out of the question, because that's the end of the world. They're not going to attack us, because it'll be all-out war, so that isn't it. How do you get America? There's only one way you can get America. Remember when we used to talk about America being an idea, it is the only country in the history of the world that was created by an idea, and the idea that people should be free, they can have any religion, be from any place, any ethnic group, there would be a place on earth where you could come and feel like you belong. The Statue of Liberty became our symbol, not a wall. That's the idea America. So if Russia wants America to collapse so that it can't stop them from expanding, the best way to get America is to have America poisoned from within. And the way you poison America from within is you get the American people to no longer believe in the idea America. Now you look at all the things they have been doing. 
Now, all of a sudden, the hacking makes sense because the hacking was to have people lose faith in the electoral system. Oh, my gosh, are they hacking it so our election doesn't even reflect how the people really voted? They're going to hack into the DNC to find out Hillary's accounts and make Hillary lose to Trump? All of a sudden, that makes sense. Becoming friends and having a relationship with Trump and some of the other very wealthy people he's putting into the cabinet made sense. It's in Russia's interest that the American middle class gets destroyed because that's the idea of America. So what are they really backing? They back the oligarchs. They back the wealthy people in America. They make business deals with them. They love the idea that they're going to be tax breaks for the top 1% and the middle class gets screwed. They love the idea that Americans are now talking about doing away with health insurance for the middle class. If there's no middle class, there's no America. Every country has a few rich people. What made us different was that you could be middle class and still have a living, still send your kids to school, get a doctor, all those kind of things. Have a decent life, own your own home, whatever it is. Everything that is being done now by the Russians and the people they are supporting is to hurt the middle class. And while we're talking about doing away with the idea of America, which is freedom of religion, freedom of speech, free elections, they're interfering with everything like that, and being a multicultural society. They love the idea that we're turning on each other. Oh, those Hispanics. Oh, those Muslims. Oh, those blacks, unrest in the cities. Everything they're doing, everyone they support is with this big picture over time, not overnight, but over time. Donald Trump didn't think this up. He's a pawn. He doesn't even know maybe that he's being used. But all of this is to destroy that which has kept America strong and keeps us as an idea that's worth fighting and dying for. So if we start doing away with religious freedom, if we start keeping certain religions out, if we start keeping certain ethnic groups out, if we start doing away with the middle class by denying them medical uh, health insurance, if we start doing all these things and now getting an American president to say maybe we won't back NATO, that's exactly what the Russians are doing this for. That's what's going on. Final word. There's something even more disturbing. That if this turns out to be the case, will be the biggest story of at least the decade. It will blow up. Several months ago, I just, and doesn't matter who the person is, but I heard from a really good source, someone I happen to know, because he was saying ahead of time what was going on with the Russians hacking. And he was in a position to know that there was hacking going on of the Democratic Party. He also added the note that, you know, you may hear soon that the Russians have something on Trump. What it was is financial stuff or something, but they have something on Trump. So I remember telling Gene, I said, we, we can't talk about say this because, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. 
I mean, to, to say something like that and not have any evidence or anything like that. Well, tonight on CNN, and you can go and check it there, but in CNN, they are, it is now being investigated what relationship, specific relationship, Trump and his people had with the Russians, not just that there was hacking and he benefited, but where the Trump people actively involved. And secondly, is there something that the Russians have on Trump? And some of that information was available in the secret meetings they had with Trump a few days ago. And Obama, the briefings. You can Google it and you will find out. Because if, and obviously, I don't know, but if they have something on Trump that can blackmail the president of the United States, that is the most serious threat to American security that has taken place in our lifetime. This is, look, terrorism is horrible. But terrorism, usually you get a blown up building and a whole bunch of people killed. It's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. But it doesn't bring down a whole country. But if an American president is being blackmailed or in a position to be blackmailed on something very serious, that is important. And the reason I'm fired up about it now is because I kept, you know, I had heard that from what I considered a reasonably good source. And it just said, well, it's, you know, the gossip that goes around Washington. But now, apparently, that was part of the briefings. And there are a few senators that now know about this. And that is what, in fact, Comey was asked today, and he says, I can't comment. He was asked at the hearing today, is this being investigated? And he said, I can't comment, which is very ironic, because he says, I can't comment on ongoing investigations. I wish he would have said that 11 days before the election. Anyway, end of story. The point is, the Russians have a plan which is consistent with their existence, with their point of view. If I were Russian, I would be real concerned about that. They are always wanting to expand so that they can have access to the sea. You know, America did the same thing back early in our history. So I get it. But now... This is their way to get America to back off so that they can expand. Not by missiles, not by an attack, not even by sending in a terrorist. It's going to happen because we, the American people, no longer believe in the idea America, no longer believe in the middle class, no longer think it's important to stand up for the idea that it doesn't matter what your religion is, that you should have freedom, that you should be welcome here that you ought to be able to have health insurance even if you're not wealthy. All these basic things which make us a great country. If we are giving up on that just because the election didn't come out as we wanted, then we are giving up on America. And that is the threat to our country, not from the outside, but from within us. Yeah. All right, we want to ask Maul Crow. Can I sing one more Elvis song? Absolutely. No, no. no you may not. <laughs> we have Maul Crow and the Lady Slippers coming in, and uh, Very well, we are so Thank lucky you. to have them with us. They are outstanding, uh, an all-women's group. I think it's uh, fair to say they're a bluegrass group. These are our ladies, and these ladies oh, are here yes. most weeks listening to us. 
they're here anyway, and they are fantabulous. The so, I uh, dated your mother episode. by the way, you can hear them if you go to mallcrowmusic.com. That's their website, mallcrow, C R O W, music.com. Latest album is called Black Wings, and I think the first song we're going to sing tonight is called a, is called a Song for Eliza, correct? Eliza. Yeah. All right, here we go. Mall Crow and the Lady Slippers. Uh, Miss Margie Drees wrote the song for us. All right. Across the river, there's no place to hide. Lord, please help me make it across the river. There's no place now for us to hide. Lord, please save us from the icy water. I know that we'll be free on the other side. Good, Mall Crow and the Lady Slippers. And by the way, they were just featured, Megan and Jerry, in uh, Bluegrass Unlimited, November 9th, uh, 2016. So if you want to read about them, that's a, a, a good bluegrass magazine. Uh, and they have other CDs, one called Wayward Daughter and another, another one called uh, Memory of a Mountain. And Margie Drees, you wrote that song. Great job. 
uh, introduce your bandmates, would you? Oh, <laughs> nobody <laughs> speaks English up here. We yeah. have Trina Emig playing banjo and mandolin for us. All right. She's the banjo goddess of Cincinnati. Margie Dree's on the fiddle, and she writes our songs for us. Vicki Abbott with the bluegrass habit on the ba- uh, stand-up bass. And I'm Malcro with guitar. All right, Malcro. <clears throat> hey, guys, do a second song, and I think the second one is called, it's a uh, traditional song, correct? And it's called A Native Home. My Native Home. My Native Home. Malcro and the Lady Slippers. I like to see my native home. The lofty trees, the golden sand The rugged mountains crowded round My mother's voice, how sweet the sound Sometimes I dream of home and friends My dreams are Yeah, we see you here a lot, but I mean, you are really 
really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> no, are. No doubt. I no doubt. It just struck, this is a random thought. But, you know, life is unfair because you have so much more talent than I have. So true. <laughs> yeah. That is the most honest thing no. that man has ever no. spoken. Yeah. <laughs> no, you really do. And yeah. there's no correlation between fame and talent. Nope. Or even wealth and talent or anything like Success that. Success. That's talent. a good point. We were, really. It's crazy. Yeah. Now I mean, you, you, and you just, you know, you walk through your everyday lives, you're going to the groceries, you do whatever you do, and people, and no one's thinking as you're walking by them, wow, these people really can play great music. Thank I'm you. Really, I'm really, really good. I'm really so proud of you. And, and, and I people think see a, you and they think that you might have talent, which yeah. is well, so incorrect. Well, because they do Elvis. I mean, who wouldn't think I was? I've done Elvis longer than Elvis did Elvis. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess that's true. That's very true. That but it's amazing, the, the bluegrass talent that we have in what I call the tri-state area, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, but you guys are like national quality, and mm, so we're, we're very happy oh, to have you here. And really Margie, is. you guys are here like literally every week. It's amazing. Get a life. You're so much more talented than <laughs> no, me No, no, we're very happy to have Margie here. Hey, uh, take us out on Irene Goodnight, would you? And Please, let, Jerry, let Jerry sing yeah, with you. Let's you see, Let's see what kind of talent he's got. You know you can tell him no. No. Okay, no, I'm. No, no, we won't. <laughs> I'm ready now. <laughs> Are you a lady slipper, Jerry? I live in the country and You've been listening I to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at Jerry's